Hello and welcome to episode 10 of season 8 of the Simplify and Multiply show. Today we have Debbie Peterson and she's going to have a great conversation with me and we're going to talk about women. We're going to be talking about power, purpose, and passion and really helping create the balance that doesn't make us have sacrifice. And so when we're looking at delegating admin and getting virtual help, we really have to think about how can we do this so it doesn't stretch us too thin. All right, let's go ahead and talk with Debbie. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. Hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show, Miss Debbie. How are you today? I am doing great, and I'm just, I'm excited to be here. I love chatting with you. Yeah, we're us PA girls. We're going to we're gonna have all kind of PA comments about, and that's Pennsylvania for those who don't know what PA is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Debbie, as I'd mentioned when we talked before we started the, the session, uh, that this season's all about delegating admin and getting virtual help. And you are a solopreneur, my dear. And with 2020 being a crazy year where many speakers and trainers and consultants had to really shift gears and pivot with what they were doing, given their access, their face-to-face -face access with audiences and with their clients. And I've seen some really creative things done by um you know, by a lot of my clients and colleagues and guests. And I wanted to just kind of let's start by talking about the work you did prior to when everything went sideways and how 2020 ended up being a really amazing transformational year for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so pre-COVID, uh, you know, pre-global uh, pandemic interruption, uh, it, it was um, a lot of... Uh, prospecting uh, mostly to uh, financial services. So, you know, my lane is with uh, women on the rise in financial services, women in leadership and emerging leaders. And I've done a lot of work around uh, women in banking, emerging leaders in banking, credit unions, insurance, you know, and associations around those industries. Mm -hmm. And so I would, uh, you know, land a client and, you know, travel, I would travel to the conference and, and, you know, that would kind of be the end of it, uh, you know, wipe my hands and that would be the end of it. Um, but it was really interesting. The end of last year, I thought, okay, I am, my message is resonating. My, my strategies are resonating. You know, they hear themselves in my story, um, mm. but all I'm doing is putting them on an email list. It was kind of like, well, that doesn't seem, <laughs> you know? Yeah, And so interestingly enough, the end of last year, I had this question mark in my head. And that's what I do for my clients is, is I help them answer the question marks in their head about, you know, what's next, um, next level, next chapter, whatever that may be in their, in their work. 
And I had my own, and I thought, you know, I am a certified trainer of NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, for those who don't know, um, at the master practitioner level. Like, I studied and apprenticed in this for three years. And wow. I'm also a student of HUNA, and I'm not doing anything with that. And I thought, okay, let's let's figure this that out. That is, okay, let me just stop you right there, right? <laughs> so I, I, like, got to, you know, when I get these intuitive tingles and hits i have to stop <laughs> stop the people i'm talking to and and I, I i don't know where you're going with this but i have a sense that this was something that was something that you didn't really allow yourself to access that really lit you up and i bet when you kind of hit on that you were like whoa so tell me more about that you know so the, the studies of huna at it's um huna not hula one letter, very big difference, um, is really about that um, connection with your ultimate parental spirit, you know, the divine, the collective mm. God, the universe, mm -hmm. whatever it is that you tag it, but um, or describe it, that capital S. And and it's how I live my life. And it was like um, two faces of the coin. Uh, you know, I was putting one face out to my audiences and just keeping the other totally separate. And uh, you know, not really sharing some of me, but not all of me. And how why do you think life. that was? I mean, I want to I want to kind of unpack this oh, a little bit because and fear. I'll tell you why just for my <laughs> listener, because I mean, I'm coming full into what makes Terry Terry and I'm helping my clients do the same by I call it being 1000 percent you and warts and all. Right. And but it's more about creating the lifestyle through what feeds your soul and also what is your best talent, best skill set and strengths, right? But I know from my experience and I, Debbie, I learned this in my business and it was, you know, not too long ago, like within the last six to eight months, you know, I mean, the, the blessings of COVID, right? And it was all about like how I performed in the corporate world was always, you know, a done for you person. I was always hired for my skills, my output, and never my guidance or strategies or advice. And when I, um, when I, and I've always been very spiritual, always very spiritual and very, uh, like you said, live your life that way, right? And when I started my business, I was like, okay, this is great. But I, I literally just took myself out of corporate and put myself in solopreneurism, but I did the same thing. I still presented myself as that tactician, the, the doer. And, and I became like this freelancer, built websites and wrote copy and all that stuff. But over the years, I started evolving my own style of how I did that. And then the last iteration, there were several iterations, but the most recent one was like giving myself permission to really step into what I felt was my true gift, which was the advising, the spiritual intuitive side, incorporating that into guiding my clients but also leveraging those strengths, you know, the messaging, the positioning, the making your business about your lifestyle and the freedom that you want, not necessarily that constant climb to make more money and, you know, and, and create efficiencies and find the right marketing tactic and all that stuff. Like you say, the list, right? You know, it's, oh, you got to have a list, you know, all these things. We get so caught up in that. And it was such a breakthrough for me to finally give, and you do, you have to give yourself permission 
to actually be more of yourself and what gives you that joy because it's your life and you only get one, at least this go around, you know, and it's like, do something joyful with it. And so, you know, it took me 58 years to figure that out, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's why I wanted to, that's why I wanted to, to kind of jump on that. And I appreciate you. Let me kind of side rail you there a little bit. But that's that's what I did. And I am more happy in my work today than I have ever been because of that. And I know it's going to continue to unfold. And the journey I'm going on, I'm sharing it so openly. And I and it's scary, you know, but I also feel like I know that this is resonating with somebody out there who is feeling the same way. So I'm going to give it back to you and, and talk more about that, like the, especially the NLP and, you know, these things that were so important to you and, and what that shift, how it started manifesting or how you started allowing it to manifest in your work. Yeah. So, you know, the, the NLP, it, it's funny because um, I, I was actually trained in NLP when I was in corporate. So I was selected to go to this training and I was also um, offered an opportunity to go to Kuna. And who knows, that's woo-woo, you know, that that's mm -hmm. not for me is what I said. And <laughs> At the time, yeah. Right? And, uh, you know, you put that challenge out to the universe and it has a way of proving you're wrong. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, NLP was, was more logical and it, it's really about strength. Especially when it was instantiated by the business, you right. know, if the business, well, like you, oh, well, of course. That I worked for was very esoteric in his views. So, you know, that's how he ran his business. So I really could have gone either way. But for me, you know, I spent so many years in corporate is that I, I say, you know, imagine the, the Navy suit buttoned down kind of gal. It's like, you know, that facade was. Concrete. Well, especially in banking and finance. My gosh, of course. You know, in, in, in the corporate <laughs> world. I mean, that's just what I put out there. And, and NLP was logical. It's that deepening that relationship between your conscious, what you think about consciously and your unconscious. And, you know, and that's where the gifts lie. That's mm -hmm. where the wisdom oh, is. Yeah. Oh, it is yeah. not about you changing as a person. You are not broken. Um, you know, you don't need fixed. It's what is covering it up and how do you get to it? How do you eliminate that, that stuff that just covers up who it is that you are and what you're meant to be? And so, you know, NLP, I, you know, it was just the linguistics that made sense. But the funny thing was at the end of NLP, and, and I joke that, you know, pre-NLP, I hit the wall in corporate. I just had this whole um, kind of meltdown about I didn't know what I was supposed to do and what I was, mm. what my potential was. And not being able to figure it out just turned me into this perfectionistic, people-pleasing sort of person. Yeah. And the stress of that just led to all of these health issues, you know, heart palpitations wow. and numbness in my hand and not mm. sleeping, you know, not being able to get a full breath. I mean, I was just Webster, Miriam, I was hot mess. So next to that was my picture. <laughs> Your <know>? picture. <laughs> and it was really, um, I was the one who was the most in my own way. And NLP is what guided me out of that. And that's why I use it for a foundation of everything that I do. But when I finished NLP, you know, I, it was like, okay, there is something else and it's Huna. So it was like I had to prepare myself to get to that stage and, and to really be able to accelerate my personal development um, so that I could accelerate my professional development. And uh, and so, you know, Huna became the thing that I really embraced. But from a business perspective, you know, I knew how to, I, I picked banking and finance. 
I don't have a background in it. It just so happened that my information resonated. So in, in you know, going back to that Navy suit sort of persona and, and here are strategies and here are tactics. And then it was, you know, last year, it's kind of like, okay, there's, there's something more to this and being pulled and called to sharing my authentic self. But that scared the crap out of me. I didn't know yes. how to do it. I'm with and, you. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't, you know, I, okay, go outside and connect with the elements and, you know, and I, because I really didn't have a place for that. And, mm. and so, you know, kind of back to your original question, it, it's that's the journey of what uh, 2020 has really been. I already felt that need to go deeper with the mm. people who resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in doing so, creating that container where I could go deeper with them and in a way that was more um, authentic to me. So when we got on our call, I told you I just had my client retreat this weekend. And, you know, I kind of eased them into it because when they're listening to a keynote or they're listening to a webinar or they come to me for some sort of coaching, they, they, they have an idea of what the issue is or what they think the issue is. Yes, it's always the seen problem. You got to yes. get to the unseen problem. Right. Yep. And, <laughs> I just and, learned that myself. <laughs> yeah, and you know, there are tactics and strategies. There are things that we can work through. But in essence, what it comes to is that you are in the most in your own way. And um, of course, especially of when course. you've been just doing everything that you know how to do and you're not getting the results that you mm-hmm. want. And um, it goes into what's between your own two ears. Mm-hmm. Um, and Girl, more. you are so singing to the preaching the choir. Oh, and, my gosh. And that's what we get into. You know, um, it, it's kind of like if, if this is what you want, then what's getting in your way? And, yeah. and they'll tell me I love what's that. getting in their way. And yeah. so let's do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and you know, one of the things I, I talk about often on this show is, is the beautiful objectivity that a good coach and advisor can bring to you. Because there's so many blind spots that we impose upon ourselves that we're completely unaware of. I've got tons and my coaches are like, I'm like, oh my gosh. And they say it like it just rolls off their tongue. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it and then it like opens you up because it came from an objective, unemotional, detached, you know, other than they care about your your welfare and your success. Um, and that's really, really incredible. So what were some of the things that you did differently as you moved through that last year? Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. Are you feeling so burdened with busy work that you're not getting the important stuff done in your business? Well, as we're uncovering in this season, you don't have to do everything. As a coach once said to me, the thing must be done, but it doesn't have to be done by you. The great thing about making decisions about how you run your business is that you can choose what to do yourself and what to automate, outsource, or eliminate. But if you're not sure where to start, let's talk it through together. Book a call with me at pappychat.com, and I will help you clarify a plan on how you can get the help you need. That's P-A-P-P-Y-C-H-A-T.com. Let's get you focused on what gives you joy through expressing your 1,000% and offload the stuff you don't want to do so you can make more runway for your business to grow. So, you know, the interesting thing is that I already made the decision at the end of last year that I was going to uh, incorporate another business model into um, my business or kind of another uh, vertical in my business. And that was that I was going to take those people who resonated with me and wanted to go deeper and, and build 
um, a, a community and a platform around that. So I got to work, you know, January and February. I was focused on, you know, I built out an online course so nice. that I could take what it is that, that I share and mm -hmm. leverage it. So, you know, talking about efficiency, it put it in one place that you can utilize it again yeah. and again. So yeah, I built smart that move. out. I built out um, a mastermind platform and then I built out um, what the retreat was going to look like and then COVID hit and it was kind of like, okay, well, the beginning of all this was speaking and all of a sudden right. I'm not speaking. You're not on stage. I'm you're not, not on yeah. stage and it's like, well, I've got to figure this out. And it's really interesting that you started recognizing this and building it before COVID happened. It was like you were being told that something was coming and you better get started, girl. <laughs> you know, and I just, um, this year, and, and, and blessings to the people who did encounter difficulty, and I know yeah. for everyone, they don't Absolutely. feel the same way about this year. This year was the best year of my life, and I, I think ever. And, um, you know, the reason was, is how it allowed me to expand and grow. And um, my son had his first child. Oh, and, congratulations. And that was part of the lesson, too, because the funny thing is, you know, when you're talking about talent or and time and delegating and, mm -hmm. and you know, things like the baby was born um, the weekend I was in a retreat with my coach and I got out of the retreat and I looked at my next week and it was just full of meetings. And I thought, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, and I canceled everything I could and shoved it in the morning so I could go out and be, you know, with the baby in the afternoons because we were just living in a bubble so that we could do that. But it really also, deeper level learning, caused me to think about how do I want to build my business? Right. What really is most important to me and how am I protecting that? And so um, for me, it was just getting more efficient. So I, I don't know if you've heard of the work. Uh, that Carol Dwork has done, the growth mm -hmm. versus fixed mindset. A student of hers is doing her body of work around the strategic mindset. And that is all about strategy. How can I make this better? How can it be more efficient? That is me in space. That is how <laughs> I think. And so I'm very um, much a mechanic when it comes to strategy. What can I put in place that makes it more efficient? And so, you know, after June, that's what, it, you know, I built everything in the front side of the year, but then after June, it was kind of like, how do I make this more efficient? And, and so um, delegating things to people, building systems so that they run on their own with very little input from me and just getting really clean around all of that. Give and, us some specific examples so we can get practical into like, for example, what did you delegate? Why did you delegate it? And how did you find the delegating resource? Yeah. So for some of it, um, it's apps and it's technology. I mean, technology really allows us to do Okay, so, so you so, automated a lot. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, but even um, from, like I use Acuity mm -hmm. um, for scheduling. Yep. yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, putting forms in there to really extract the information that I need. So if I'm going to do an interview with someone, then I know everything I need to know. It's everything I need for the back end and it's already captured. Um, if I am going to meet with a prospect, then, you know, having all the information I need around that, that they can book on the times, um, having uh, vanity URLs that point to different things. So, for instance, I deserve clarity. 
anytime that I am doing um, an event like the one I've got coming up this Thursday, um, you go to IDeserveClarity.com and I'll point the URL to a different site every month. But that's the only, you know, it makes it easy for your clients to remember. And, and so just a little strategy like that, um, taking my um, social media and really getting clear around the themes uh, and having um, a spreadsheet where I have them all lined up for the week. So it only takes like maybe a couple of hours on the weekend that I, you know, I have my theme, I figure out my memes, I do my posts, and I know what I'm going to point it to. And then I turn that over to a VA. Gotcha. And, and she's doing all of my social media, um, you know, fix, you know, putting all the lead magnets together and things like that. It takes her maybe um, one, two hours a week. And so it's just very efficient. Um, I've got another gal who she manages all my books. And so anytime I'm at an event and, and I give some away to people who participate in my events or um, have clients who she manages all the books, she manages all of my thank yous. Um, I just turn all of that over to her. They send this to and, and she gets it out. So anything that has to be mailed. Now, so, how did you find these people? I'm, I'm particular, particularly interested in people as well as the technology. So how yeah. did you find these folks, your VA and your bookkeeper person? Yeah, so the bookkeeper person is actually um, a woman I know from my hometown. Oh, cool. And uh, she is uh, just a lovely older woman. Um, I would say, I don't know how old she is, but her later 70s, maybe. Um, and, um, or maybe early 70s, no. Um, but, you know, she's just very meticulous, very gracious, and uh, she was just so happy to be able to participate, you know, to, to have something to do and give. And what, what gave you life. the idea to reach out to her to propose that opportunity to her? You know, she was kind of struggling with that and she knew what I did. And so she reached out to me and, and this was, you know, pre-COVID. We had coffee one day and, mm -hmm. and we talked about it. And when I got to the point where it's kind of like, I can't keep juggling all of this because I'm, I'm putting a throttle on my, yeah, on my business. For sure. I went and you her. are doing a lot, by the way. I mean, building all this stuff yourself, you are like a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> but, there, you know, so there's technologies that, are, that allow you to do this. But what happened was I remembered the conversation I had with her. Yeah. And I just, you know, I went to her and I said, hey, is this something you might be interested in doing? And oh, she's like, oh, yes. And so it's just really. That was um, a real gift. That's a great. great a you great ask, and the universe artist. always answers, don't right. you? Right. Know? And I just want to put a pin in this for a second I, to my listener. When you're looking for a human help, like, you know, and you don't want to go to the typical, you know, Elance type places or whatever, or get a VA, not that there's anything wrong with that. But if you really want to have, especially if it's a client relationship thing or something where you're. There's a lot of subjectivity in it. Think of your human network. Think of friends. Think of family friends. Think of people that you know may be bored with what they're doing or they may be done their career. And, and like in your example, Debbie, you know, this uh, pre-retiree or retiree okay. uh, just eager to be busy and to help you and, and loves you and stuff. And I think that those are the best types of relationships to get help as long as you can establish good boundaries and, and make it a healthy engagement uh, because they will care so much about you and they'll do things without being asked. 
and and it be, it becomes a really healthy situation. And I think that's the best outcome for solopreneurs because we live in a lonely bucket, you know, by ourselves doing our thing. And when we have somebody who, like if we're having a da- down day and you want to reach out to her and say, you know, I just, I just need a boost. Can we chat? <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that's a wonderful little bonus thing to have in those kinds of relationships. Because I, you know, in the, in the past when I would hire VAs and, you know, people through services like that, you know, like Kelly girls or whatever you'd call them. And it just seemed they were great. Don't get me wrong, but it just didn't seem like a, a commitment, like a like they really were there to get to know me. Uh, you know, they were there to just do what I, you know, was asking of them. And, and that was kind of it. So it was, although the work got done and everything was fine, there's just something about being able to have a, a, like a next level relationship with those that are on your team. And and I sense that that you have this with this particular person. So I'm I'm happy to hear that. I just wanted yeah, to interject that. She's just a lovely retired woman. I met her at church originally. Yeah. You know? So um, and, 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 you know, writing thank yous and sending out books and putting the notes in the front of it. Mm-hmm. She loves doing that. And uh, so, you know, being clear as you possibly can on the front side about what you want them to do. And then just, you know, taking it incrementally. And that's what I did with her is that, you know, then I got into, you know, Karen, I know that you did QuickBooks before. Are you interested in doing something like that again? And so we explored that, Um, you know, so even taking it incrementally to see how it goes. I like that. That's a good tip. That's a good tip. Yeah. The other VA that I have, um, she is all about technology. So like WordPress and active campaign and lead magnets and, you know, making those things talk to each other. And I got her um, information from a colleague in a mastermind there you go. I'm in with my coach. Because tap our your, business tap is your network. Similar. Yep. And I'll tell you, she's been great. She's been great. And That's I'm awesome. very organized. So it allows me to um, spend less you know, time or, or, or money with her. So the more mm-hmm. organized it can be on the front side, you know, the, the more efficient it's going to be for you. On now, the how long side. have you had these people on your team? Just oh my curious. goodness. Um, the woman from my hometown, she has been with me for over a year. Uh, the, the gal that I just hired um, for the technology piece of it, you know, she's in Arkansas. I've never met her. I've Zoomed with her. Um, but she's been, uh, we've been together a little over a month. Nice. But it's really going well. As a matter of fact, we've got a call next week. You know, I'm thinking about other things that I would now like to turn over to her, like the whole registration Oh, that's a process. good sign. Yeah, to my yeah. retreat, you know, sending out the emails and making sure that people are registered. And then, you know, that's one less thing that I have to worry about all of that being done. But for the first couple iterations of the retreat, I did it on my own. Because I'm going to, be hold, I'm going to hold them quarterly. And that's the whole thing is whatever... I build, then I scale from that. I'm going right. to build it. I'm going to make sure it works the way that I want it to, and then I'll scale from that. So, mm-hmm. And I'm sure you'll tweak it as you go, as oh, you go yeah. through the experience. Yeah. yeah. And that's great. You've got, because when you have when you have help like that, especially people who are really taking on, and, and your VA sounds like she can take on even more, they can also give you suggestions. You know, they bring a, a certain level of expertise to you that you might not be aware of or thinking of uh, based on just the time that they've had with uh, working with you. So any anyone else on your team, any other like next steps, like, okay, my next iteration is going to be, I'm going to bring somebody on to do X. Um, I think the, the next iteration is um, having help with the retreats. I mean, and ideally when these mm-hmm. retreats go live, 
then um, it is having somebody who is uh, possibly in the room with all of yeah. us and kind of that you know concierge level sort of mm-hmm. person that for all the little things that come up you've got somebody who can run and, and do errands and coordinate people and things that you know happen and yeah you may even need to Right. <laughs> you know, like a lead person and then a support person, because events I've been to where there's been maybe anywhere from 50 to 100 attendees, you know, it's it's a decent sized group, but it's still relatively intimate. There's usually a team of, of people that are there that are supporting the host um, and then taking care of the room, taking care of the guest needs. So there's it can be a little bit, you know, depending on the scale if you do and something more intimate are, where you've got like 10 people, then that's a little easier to manage. That's what I'm, yeah. Um, because yeah. the conversations that, you know, really one of the things that just exceeds my expectations is the, you know, the voices that come into the room, into the container and how they speak for and advocate and support each mm-hmm. other. And oh, yeah. Really, that is something that I want to keep smaller. Yeah. Uh, Intimacy. That's me, too. I'm super into intimate groups. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Well, that's super exciting. So where, okay, as far as my last question, where have you yourself run into, like, I don't want to say your ego, but like blocks or resistance around having people help you in your business, whether it's like the control freak resistance or whether it's trust resistance or what it is? Because usually a lot of us, I know I did, because I'm such a perfectionist. So for me, it was like, I wanted to make sure that the work had a certain level of quality. Not that I didn't trust them to do it. It was like, okay, it's got to be like Terry perfect, right? And it was, it got in the way of me really leveraging like, Terry, why did you hire somebody if you're going to go and redo it? I mean, that's what I would do. I would actually, this is years ago, I would actually redo some of the stuff. And there was nothing wrong with what my people were doing. Nothing wrong with it. I just had to put my DNA in it. You know, at the beginning, it was, um, it's a big step to let go and to invite somebody into your business to, yeah. to handle things. And um, for me, that what it is what it was, is the, I, my resistance to that uh, until I got to the point where it's kind of like, okay, I, I, either I'm going to stay where I'm at or I'm going to mm-hmm. invite somebody in to help me. And so that was a big hurdle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the other piece of it, I, I made up my mind on the front side is that, you know, we're going to do this incrementally. That's my comfort zone is to do things incrementally. Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, you know, it's, we're going to have a dialogue. And, and even, you know, for her, she's not doing anything like this. She's never done anything like this before. So she wanted to go right into that Terry perfect mode, right? Yeah. And, and, and having those conversations with her that, hey, this is a learning curve on both our sides. Yeah. And we'll be stronger for it on the, on the other side. Um, but, you know, me in my business, one of the things that gets in my way is trust. Mm. That what I am doing is going to lead to the results that I want. And uh, so it's... What you're doing for your clients or what you're doing in the business, in the in function the business, of... Okay, gotcha, business, gotcha. building and, you know, what I'm putting out there. That's where the, the trust comes in. That I am, you know, and, and things, it's the past probably four weeks the past month it's just like all of these things have shaken loose it's kind of like the nice. universe has said okay Debbie, you're, you're a good girl yeah you're, and you're on the right track to a certain degree here you go it's like kibble coming out of that automatic feeding machine, but we right? do because we incrementally get there you yeah. know we have to lower our resistance just through the experience and sometimes it's a little bit of a journey 
um, to get there. And then sometimes we have those giant aha moments that like shatter everything. And it's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> and, and you've got to be willing to take that step to the next level, even though you or your business might not be at that level yet. You have to show up as who you need to be in order to achieve that level. That requires that you get there first before the business follows. I love that. And that's like been my favorite nugget. And I was actually going to ask you what would be your advice. And I think you just gave it to me. So you read my mind. (laughs) You don't need me on the show. I'm just (laughs) going to turn the show over to you. You can just run with it. So I'll see you later. No, Debbie, that's been awesome. And thanks for sharing the details of the experiences that you've had in your business. And I'm actually really excited for where you're headed, especially since you're really dialing into the things that you're very excited about and that you've kind of, you know, just set by the wayside there for a while, that you're getting back to your true spirit and and what gives you joy in in the work you do. And, And I'm sure there are many lives that you're transforming as a result. So good for you. So I just want to wrap up by asking you two questions. Uh, the first one is, what is it in your business that you want to simplify? What is it in my business that I want to simplify? I would say it is um, all around the process of round the mastery weekend, that retreat. Gotcha. Yeah. Getting and that what did, nailed down. And what? And it, you are working on that now, by the way. Oh. <laughs> it's happening. And and what for the second question? What is the um, what is it in your business that you'd like to multiply? The, the same, the same. The retreat, there you go. You know, so again, it's you know it's building and then scaling. And so once I get it refined, then it's mm-hmm. it's just scaling. So everything that I have built this year, just multiplying that. You're a very logical person. <laughs> yeah, you're a very logical person and and I think that's a that's a beautiful quality especially when you're balancing it with all of those other essential skills that you're allowing yourself to experience. So, it's been a wonderful conversation. Thanks for sharing about your business and the transformation that you've been going through and that you continue to go through and for all the work that you're doing out there in the world. It's been a great conversation. You're welcome. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.